0: Hello, and welcome to episode number 50 in the Christmas edition of the Rose Bros Podcast. Hopefully, this episode finds you safe and healthy with friends and family over the holidays. This episode, James and I, the other Rose bro, sat down to discuss the beginning of the Rose Bros book review. Starting with The Big Goodbye, Chinatown in the Last Years of Hollywood, our plan is to read one book per month, roughly, and review it on the podcast. Chinatown is the holy grail of 1970s cinema. And the big goodbye chronicles everyone from Jack Nicholson to Roman Polanski and Robert Evans, and how the cinematic masterpiece came to be. A great movie and hopefully a great book, so stay tuned. We also got an update on the status of Jimmy's new book coming out in the coming months. Check back in about a month or so for the official review, and enjoy the following conversation. All right, Merry Christmas, everybody. Jimmy and I are sitting here with a glass of wine. We've decided to start a book review. Our first book is going to be what? It's called The Big Goodbye, Chinatown in the Last Years of Hollywood by Sam Wasson, New York Times bestselling author. Our plan is to review one book per month, and this is going to be our first one. We're both going to read it and check back in a month. Why did we pick this book, Jimmy? Because you gifted it to me for my birth not birthday, Christmas present. But you've also We're also very much interested in the subject yeah. matter. Yeah. You've always, it's a great subject. You've always had an interest in it. Chinatown is the holy grail of 1970s cinema. Its twist ending is the most notorious in American film, and in its closing line of dialogue the most haunting. Here, for the first time, is the incredible true story of its making. In Sam Wasson's telling, it becomes the defining story of the most colorful characters in the most colorful period of Hollywood history. Here is Jack Nicholson, at the height of his powers, as compelling a movie star as there ever has been, embarking on his great doomed love affair with Angelica Huston. Here is Roman Polanski, both predator and prey, haunted by the savage death of his wife, returning to Los Angeles, the scene of the crime, where the seeds of his own self-destruction are quickly planted. Here is the fevered deal-making of the kid, Robert Evans, the most consummate of producers. Here, too, is Robert Towne's fabled script, widely considered the greatest original screenplay ever written. Watson, for the first time, peels off layers of myth to provide the true account of its creation. Looming over the story of this classic movie is the imminent eclipse of the 70s filmmaker-friendly studios as they gave way to the corporate Hollywood we know today. In telling that larger story, this book will take its place alongside classics like Easy Riders, Raging Bulls, and The Devil's Candy is one of the great movie world books ever written. The New Yorker said, Wasson is a canny chronicler of old Hollywood and its outsized personalities. More than that, he understands that style matters, and like his subjects, he has a flair for it. Why do you think Chinatown was such a good movie? Why Why did I like it so much? i liked it because well jack nicholson is one of my favorite actors yeah usually if if he's in a movie i end up liking the movie that i end up watching with him starring it's happened more than once really good cast really compelling uh setting and time that's an interesting period i find in in the Depression in 1930s, Los Angeles, much smaller city than today, and I like film noir. I, I don't I haven't seen truth be told too much of it, but the few that I have seen, I really like that sort of mm-hmm. style and ethos and approach to telling a story and and through film. And I like noirish fiction too. Raymond Chandler, Dashiell Hammett. Mm-hmm. I just recommended um, the Big Sleep to our cousin. He 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 wanted to know what a good mystery would be, mm-hmm. and the Big Sleep is a classic. It was written by Raymond Chandler in the thirties. I think he or Dashiell Hammett or one of the others. He's considered like the dean of of that sort of writing. And The Big Sleep was made into a movie with Humphrey Bogart, which is a really good movie. So I think in Chinatown, they were trying to go back to that period of of, of storytelling, 1930, because Dashiell Hammett and and the guy who wrote, uh, Raymond Chandler, they were living in L.A. in the 30s. Yeah. One of them was San Francisco, might have been Hammett. So there's like a real noir 30s California mm-hmm. m- murder mystery genre, and then Chinatown. The movie was made in the 70s, and they were trying to go back to that era. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. So I I just thought it was great dialogue, well paced, great characters. You know, yeah, it's a good great movie. I like I like I could talk all day about movies. I mean, to me. Robert Evans was just kind of this, when you read about that guy, he just seemed like he was the icon of the Hollywood good life for a long yeah. time. He had it all. Well, what do you remember exactly? I mean, he like, used to read scripts by the pool. That was right. his job. And he, would, he wouldn't go to an office. No. <laughs> he worked from his bed yeah. in Beverly Hills. And there's photos in that book we've both read of like Dustin Hoffman and some bombshell actress yeah. playing tennis in his backyard yeah <laughs> apparently he was the character in entourage they modeled bob after robert right. evans yeah so things didn't really work out too well, <laughs> well for him in the end but there's another one of those larger than life producers his name is jerry weintraub have you heard of mm, him yes he's since passed as well but jerry weintraub actually managed he was he didn't manage to. That was Colonel Parker, but he, he was the booking agent for Elvis Presley before he became a movie producer. Hmm. And he just talked his way into that job through, yeah. through chutzpah yeah. and wit. <laughs> Jerry Weintraub produced like The Oceans before they. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have read yeah. about that There's guy. There's a documentary about him. Hmm. Really good. Interesting. That era just seems the to... The larger of life, independent producer. Yeah. Maybe they still exist. I don't know. Scott Rudin. The Coen brothers, sort of. Well, they're directors and writers and yeah. producers. I don't know that scene too well, but I yeah. will once I start this program at the Vancouver Film School. Right. January 4th. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I think we do get a... We, get, we learn about the, the game and mm-hmm. what's going on in Hollywood these days. What's interesting to me is there's so many narratives within that narrative. Polanski, for instance, he had already fled the U.S. and come back. I don't know. Did he flee the U.S. and then come back to write or well, to Chinatown? He got extradited or something. Something to do with Well, his murder. wife was killed. Yeah, but yeah, then, Sharon Tate and all that. Did he flee the U.S. after Chinatown or before? Before, I think. But it was a good movie. It was one of my favorite all-time movies. It's set in 30s L.A., it's noir, it's Raymond Chandler, Dashiell Hammett-esque. It's about a private eye who's investigating a case of adultery, and it and it leads to conclusions that he never would have dreamed of getting himself involved with. Jack Nicholson, John Houston, Huston, and Fade Dunaway. And Polanski's in it too. Okay. Robert Town once said that Chinatown is a state of mind. Not just a place on the map of Los Angeles, but a condition of total awareness, almost indistinguishable from blindness. Dreaming you're in paradise and waking up in the dark. That's Chinatown. Thinking you've got it figured out and realizing you're dead. That's Chinatown. This is a book about Chinatowns roma polanski's robert towns robert evans jack nicholson's the ones they made and the ones they inherited their guilt and their innocence what they did right what they did wrong and what they could do nothing to stop ben affleck option this book he what wants to make mean? a movie out of it did you ever read the book robert evans or that was the on our stays e- in the picture yeah. yeah did you read the whole the book you, you, did you actually read it though? I read it and then I watched the documentary that was made off it based off the book about yeah. Robert Evans. That guy seemed like he had an amazing life at times until it all fell apart. <laughs> yeah, I think in the he said in his documentary, you live and die by the sword that is the newspaper yeah. media because he got that job at Paramount. He was like one of these unknowns who at a young age was tapped by the owner of of a conglomerate that had just bought Mm -hmm. Paramount Pictures in the 70s. And and Robert Evans got the job as head of the studio. And under his leadership, movies like Chinatown and Mm -hmm. The Godfather and a bunch of other classics were made. So he was legendary. And then he got busted for cocaine trafficking in the 80s and his life just fell apart and then he had a stroke later anyway yeah, yeah it was a total rise and fall very dramatic Chinatown the movie it's such a creative process it's just so hard to understand where it came from like everyone always tries to dissect it do you think it's possible to dissect a creative process like that you can whether it's a fact of dissection or not. That's another question. Yeah. Do you think they even knew what they were doing at the time? Maybe not. That's like Will Smith, his first like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I don't think he even knew what he was doing <laughs> at the time. But it's okay, the best. It's sure. just the best work he's ever done. You didn't like Hitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the creative process is so hard. You can't formulate it. Yeah, that's that's why it's that's the good thing about creativity, right? It, it because it can't be formulated that's the beauty of it but it's sad in a way cuz these guys you look at them now and like robert it. evans he fell off the map and he couldn't repeat it and grow it but why do we have to it's it's you think it's, it's a timeless? different we're we're in different petri dishes right now right. this isn't like we're we're in a, we're in a different sort of wavelength or different we're not talking building scale and all that. right it's, it's different. different. It's We're a one-time ex- thing. Art is about expression. One-time only. So art. This is this movie and this book is a form of expression. Whether it resonates with a with a wider audience, whether it's a hit, uh, that doesn't. In a way, it's sad though because they can't build on it. Like, they did do a sequel, yeah, but there was a sequel to the movie, didn't do it as well. And then they tried to redo things later in the later years and. I read through it a little bit and they tried to redo things and just for whatever reason, it just didn't fly. But why can't we just let something be on its own and just move on? Why do we have to, why do we have to do seven fast and the furious? For instance, Robert Evans, he couldn't really ever reignite that flame. I guess he did the Godfather, but it's just sad. He couldn't keep it up. Kind of just flamed out. But the other thing is like, it's a team effort, he produced a script that was written by Robert Town mm-hmm. you know Rob, Robert Evanston writes the script do you it's go right. from the very very top I'm I'm not gonna agree with you on this you don't think he... no I don't think it's sad I mean it, it's someone's career maybe they hit a few home runs that's it's more than what a lot of people can ever dream for just, do you think there's been other films like that just great movies yeah. I mean I watched one the other few weeks ago it's called Paris, Texas just incredible, up there with Chinatown. It's really good, <laughs> really. Yeah, Cohen Brothers. Cohen, anything they do, I think is Big Lebowski. The, yeah, Inside mm-hmm. Lewin Davis. You seen that one? No. It's about the folk singer in '60s New York. One of your all-time favorites, I know, is Goodfellas. Yeah. There will always be good art. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess you can't dissect the uh, creative, no, flux that happened to make Chinatown. It's not possible. I don't, and that's a good thing yeah maybe that is a good thing because as soon as you try and do the repeatable low risk thing that's right. when you get into yeah. Marvel DC right. comic territory even in the first two or three The Godfather that was Robert Evans yeah. Yeah. the first two are masterpieces the third one wasn't good mm-hmm. you think it's that way with books? good question I guess what you're asking is are series generally good? yeah I find that with books it seems like it, a series will always work or there will, there will always be books in a series you'll like more than other books, and there will always be clunkers in there, but you at least get to know the characters more, right? Mm-hmm. Character development. Yeah, you can see more, learn more about a character. I mean, I just wrote the second, the prequel to Chung Piece, and it was fun for me to write more about this character, right? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe readers will come to appreciate the whole story more when they get more information mm-hmm. in particular how a book is structured if you've got a cliffhanger ending yeah or. i mean harry potter was good <laughs> yeah <laughs> one to seven yeah oh i, I mean they got better not everyone almost. liked all of them films it's tough what movies franchise that goes one to seven has been good yeah Unless you're just really a big fan of like well some people are just such fans of Star Wars, for example, that they like them all. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Not me, but my former boss was that way. He liked everything. (laughs) Every every Star Wars, everything. Jack Nicholson obviously made a career out of he was just a good actor. I mm-hmm. made a career out of it. Maybe part of it is just the fact that not all everybody involved with Chinatown, for instance, was as skilled as Jack Nicholson. It was just a, a combination of everything. The, the screenplay, yeah. the direction, the, the cast, the timing. Mm-hmm. It, a, it hit. It happens in a lot of things. Business, yeah. sports. You get a lot of factors. Perfect storm. Yeah. So the way that the book club shows are going to function is we will talk about the book and then at the end we will introduce the next book. So then it will give listeners a chance to read it as well and, and listen in. If anyone's listening and they want a book, want us to read or that they've read already, you send me an email, Trevor at com, and we'll do it. What are you reading right I'm now? I'm reading The Hot Kid by Elmer Leonard. It's an outlaw story set in 30s, Oklahoma. Okay. Depression, prohibition. It's a very entertaining read. Is he contemporary? Yep. Hmm. Yep. How'd you find I him? I mean, he passed away years ago now, but he was one of these guys who's written 60, not like as prolific as Stephen King hmm. up there. For a Luddite like me? Yeah, he's insane. <laughs> and, and style unlike anyone else's. He broke rules with grammar. And several of the movies have been made. Into movie made into movies. Anything else you want to talk about? We'll talk about your new book when sure. it comes out. Run for Roses. Do you want to give a, a comic, brief intro? A comic. It's a comic novel about two cousins on a road trip from New Orleans through the through the South to the Kentucky Derby in Louisville. A mentor, a dear friend of the family to them, they get this unexpected phone call while they're at the Jazz Fest in New Orleans. They had no plans of of doing a trip beyond Jazz Fest. They were going to fly to their respective homes afterwards. They get a, a call from one of the cousin's mother calls late, early in the wee hours while they're still on Frenchman Street partying it up the last night before they're supposed to go home. She says that that Von Rotz, that's the character, Von Rotz is on his deathbed with late-stage cancer. And then they walk home, and then the sun rises, and they're sitting on the step of their shotgun shack hostel in the French Quarter, and they say, you know what? Why don't we try? Because Von Rotz had a sailboat that he won with winnings from one of the derbies in the 80s. He had to sell that sailboat to help pay for experimental treatment for his cancer down in Mexico. Didn't work out. So he lost his boat, his beloved boat, which was his home. And now he's in and out of the hospital. So the, the two cousins go up to see if they can win money betting on the Kentucky Derby mm. to buy back the boat hmm. for Von Rotz. Okay. And they dedicate their trip through the South to him. And they dedicate it in a way that they think he would want them to do it, which is to see, do, taste, drink, everything. And so it's, it, and it's, it's comic. It's just a kind of a, a yarn more than anything. A it's, yarn. It's somewhat based on our trip to the South about a year a and a half bit, ago. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to read it. Trevor and I did that. We drove from New Orleans to Louisville. Well, we had that planned out. Was it? Wasn't, yep. It wasn't like we did it. But anyway, it was a great trip, and and it and it did give me ideas f- for this novel. Yeah, loosely based on that trip. Very loose. If anyone reads the book, yeah, very very <laughs> very loose. But it's coming out soon. And uh, when is it out? It's going to be out in the first half of January. Not entirely sure. And you can buy it on Amazon? Amazon. It's going to be only on Amazon for, for print. There's going to be an audiobook, Spotify and iTunes. And it will be available on Kindle. So exclusive through Amazon this time with this book. <laughs> Always. It's just going to be on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Print and Kindle. An audiobook will be Spotify, iTunes. So and there's going to be a playlist to accompany it with the sound, the songs, the music that we were listening to. Really, not we, but the characters <laughs> in, the, in the in the story. Do you remember when Drake that song came out? And yeah. The guy, what was the name of that song? The guy Collaborate was from New Orleans, big Frida. Yeah, it's it's, it's they. Big, big Frida is they. Oh yeah, that always reminds me of that trip when that song plays. It was the big smash. Yeah. of twenty eighteen when it came. It goes to show how ephemeral hits are. Can't yeah. remember the name, but it was ubiquitous back then. Nice for what? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the soundtrack, at least in my mind, to that trip, but not for your book. Well, we did listen to our fair share of blues, if you don't yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah. Blues. And Driving through Alabama. We listened to a lot of great music. So that's what the book's based off. Mm-hmm. So that book's out, and then be focusing a ton on writing screenplays and so on at the school. You're starting a writing program at the Vancouver Film School mm-hmm. in other news that's cool writing for a year. Yeah. For a year. The book will come school. out while you're, you start the program. Yeah. And then I think I will start a new novel while I'm, I'll try to just kind of slowly write one while I'm in school too. I would like to do that. That's cool. Just keep, keep good, keep busy. Always publish self-publishing on Amazon. Or are you going to try and get, well, for run for roses. Yeah. I'm going to try this Amazon select program and <laughs> see how it goes i what about an agent why not I, i'm gonna just s- try this first see how the reception is hmm. and then go from there and then reach out right on well i think that's about that's pretty good okay run for the roses coming out we'll review the big goodbye in about a month sam lawson it's the beginning of the rose bros book club is that what we're calling it sure <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy uh, New Year. We'll be back in a month. Cheers. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. If you liked what you heard, check out rosebros.ca, where we will have upcoming shows. You can also find our coffee and chocolate there, where we plant one tree for every bag or bar sold through our partnership with One Tree Planted, a cool not-for-profit organization focused on global reforestation. Until next time, happy coffee drinking.